Hello and welcome to Racket Rundown, a podcast where we break down everything Georgia tennis related. I'm your host, Tio, and let's get it started. Ready, play. Hey, Meg, thanks for joining the podcast. Hey, Tio, thanks for having me. Hey, congrats on an awesome season, and uh, I, I was super proud of what you guys uh, achieved. The first question I have for you is, growing up as a junior, did you always know you wanted to play for Georgia, or were you looking at other colleges as well? Yeah, so I always, so I'm from Chicago, um, and I knew I always wanted to play college tennis. That was something I dreamed of. Um, but in regards to Georgia, I don't really think um, I knew exactly where I wanted to play college tennis. Um, but my recruiting process was pretty early and pretty quick. Uh, Georgia was actually, I started talking to them my freshman year just through a lot of mutual, I guess, mutual friends that had played there from Smith Stearns, which I, uh, which is the test academy I trained at. They offered me my sophomore year and I, I committed on the spot. So it was, it was pretty seamless. Yeah, I guess it was love at first sight with, with oh, yeah. Georgia. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it's pretty tough not to choose Georgia when you come on a visit and you see the stadium and all of that. I think that's pretty impressive and it's hard to be that. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I think, obviously, like, the, our facilities are incredible, but I remember going, Drake Bernstein, who's now the head coach, he was, like, obviously, you know, running the, the visit and I just remember, like, going on a campus tour with him on, like, with all the other students, like non-athletes that were looking at Georgia. And it was just like, man, this campus is incredible. And just, I guess, the atmosphere and just, I don't know, everything. What can you not like about Georgia? That's all yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems that you love Georgia so much. And I know, no, knowing you, that you do love it so much. And uh, you were the first person to talk to me when I got there and make me feel welcome and all that. So where does your love for Georgia really come from? I would definitely say it's it's the people that make this place so special. Like we we have incredible facilities and you know amazing academics and and everything you could want in a school and in in a in a place. Uh, but what really makes us stand out, I think, is is the people here, like the support staff, to the coaches, to you know the other student athletes, to the professors. Like it's just any everything you could ever want, um, and just such a home environment. Uh, but I'm sure you felt the same way when you were obviously Clemson is such an, an incredible institution as well. And it was probably hard, you know, leaving Clemson to come here. But I remember it feels like just yesterday I was giving you a hard time at, um, <laughs> at training table. Yeah. Okay. I have to share this for the podcast. Um, okay. Now I'm running the podcast. Sorry, Tio. But the first time I met Tio, one of the first times I met Tio, we're in, it's called training tables, and it's like where we eat, the student athletes eat lunch and dinner and breakfast. Tio is not the most, like, he's so nice, but he's not the warmest person. There's, that's the Romanian in, in him, <laughs> I swear. But me, on the other hand, like, I'm like a little golden retriever. Like, I'll talk to a wall, and I don't know, I just am very energetic. So I, like, walk up to Tio, and we're at the yogurt station, and I'm like, hi, Tio. Like, I'm Meg. I'm on the tennis team. Like, I heard, welcome to Georgia. Are you so excited to be here? And I'm just, like, expecting him to be like, yeah, like, this is all, like, love my first week. It's, it's going to be great. And all I get from Tio is, we'll see in May. And then he walked away, and I was like, who is this guy? And we... <laughs> 
And we did see in May. I mean, it's, it's... I know. He's, you're walking out here with a ring, which is incredible. But, I mean, that's the funniest first impression of you. And obviously, you know, as you get to – as people get to know you, you're a lot warmer and, and so friendly and just so passionate. And it was cool to see your love for Georgia grow, too, over the year. But I had to share that for the fans because that was the funniest first interaction I think I may have had with anybody. <laughs> I mean, I think I think a main takeaway for the people listening is that uh, I really wanted to achieve this thing, and then I did everything in my in my power to do it. And I'm so mm-hmm. proud of all the team and everyone that helped us get there. But we did it, you know. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's for sure. Y'all put in the work, and it it definitely showed. So you you got to the final four this year, and uh, obviously it was your last year. Um, what did you feel walking out on court against uh, UNC knowing it was the last time you'd ever play in a Georgia uniform? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously walking out, um, I would hope that there was one more match in me. Um, I didn't want that to be to be the last song, but um, unfortunately it was. So it was, but even though we lost, gosh, it was the perfect ending to the storybook. Um, so my freshman year, I played six and my team won indoor nationals. We won SEC regular season. And then we made the finals at Orlando. And I played on court six. And that was just so special. Like, you know, your freshman year is incredible memories. But also just playing on court six with, again, Drake Bernstein. And we, it, we were playing midnight matches. And it was just so amazing. So, obviously, this year I played number five. But um, the court broke. Well, the that's the crazy thing. The court, like how does this happen, first of all? And that's not only the first time it happened this tournament. That was the second time that the something happened to the core. Maybe I had to get resurfaced. I don't know. But they had everyone move down. So I re- was supposed to be playing on court five. And then they moved me down to court six. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, deja vu. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> um, and then it was kind of just like, like, obviously sucks, you know, losing and having, you know, your career end. But I remember it, we were all – like all crying when we were all together and, and Jeff Wallace who had his, he was the head coach and he had his last match too. Um, and he was crying and we called it up um, saying our go dogs. And then I had to walk to my stuff and, and, and get it before we left the courts that was left on court six. And so we were like on court, you know, court one or two and I was walking down to get my stuff. And it was just like, it felt like a mile long walk because like I was going to get my stuff for the last time about to walk off the court for the last time. And Drake, um, like, ran up to me and put his hand around – or his arm around my shoulder and was like, I'll go on a walk with you. And it was, like, like a, like a perfect ending to the movie. I mean, yes, that, that must be so sad. I mean, for me, it was – it's still it's still heartbreaking that I'll never pick up a racket again and that I will never, like, play a, a match for Georgia or, like, a professional match. So I read in an interview related to what you just said about the last match and everything. I read in an interview that you said that you might not pick up a racket again and maybe just play pickleball. Why is that? Yeah, so I told Drake, well, I've been playing tennis since I was two. Uh, My parents threw me in there as like a form of daycare, I guess, and then kind of stuck with it. And then, you know, it wasn't like I was a prodigy when I first started playing or anything. It was kind of just like you stick with it, you get better, you advanced. And then here you are. So I never really had pro aspirations. I always just knew I wanted to be on a team. I grew up playing team sports. Didn't love the individual aspect. I had a bunch of former teammates play on the pro tour. Um, And then also, I don't 
I'm not good enough to play on the pro tour. So that never really crossed my mind. I was always like, all right, next chapter. But I think, so I told Drake in, in August, like, man, I really, he's like, what do you, like, what can I do for you this year? And I said, I want to play, you know, my, my last match with the G on my chest for a national championship. And man, we, we came so close to that. But I also knew that like, uh, once I'm done with tennis and, you know, you're done playing for the G, I'm done, I'm done forever. I think not only that, but also, and I'm sure you've had a fair amount of, of injuries too, but I've had, since I've been at Georgia, I've had six cortisone shots in my right yeah. hand. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, at the age of 23, I have some pretty bad arthritis. Uh, so I'm going to try to get that, get that, nurse that back to health. So, you know, from, you know, having an injury and then also just kind of being ready for the next chapter, there's just a lot of factors that are like, all right, what's next? Like what, you know, I want to really fully invest myself in, and a job and maybe find another hobby or kind of, you know, just close this chapter book. Um, yeah. Because I also think like, gosh, this was the perfect ending. Like, I don't want to, you know, play another tournament and then have that be, be my ending, you know, oh, yeah, by that myself. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Are you playing pro? Or are you done? No, I am done. I'm done. Yeah. So well, what about your last match? Was it sad? Uh, my, yeah, it was, it was very, very sad for me. It was, it's still, I, as I said, it's still heartbreaking and still hurts. And it's just, it's difficult. And knowing that I've been playing the sport for 20 years and that I will not be able to achieve my dream that I had since I was a kid, you know, to be top mm-hmm. 100 in the world is, is just, it hurts. But I mean, in reality, it's so hard to make it on the pro tour that it just doesn't make sense with the financial aspect of it. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Would you say it's like a happy ending though? Like, are you like going to be regretful to close this chapter of your life? I am not sure. Uh, to be honest with you, it's just right now. It's I'm still, you know, it's it's like a breakup. You know, you need time oh, yeah. to heal, <laughs> and uh, you need yeah. to you need to see if maybe it is the wrong decision. Maybe it's the right decision. Who knows? But mm, yeah, time will tell. Exactly. So uh, both teams were uh, at the NCAA, which is obviously like NCAA Elite Eight, which is obviously a very, very good achievement for both programs. And uh, we were able to support each other. We were there for your guys' matches and you were there for our matches. How important was that uh, for you guys, especially since there were not many fans like in Athens? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I would definitely say that. I So I think the first time that both of us – the men's and women's team, uh, since, I mean, out of my five years that we were both at the final site together was in 2021, right after COVID. And we got to, right after our practice, we ran over and it was at that time they had Sweet 16 and, and, and on, um, at Orlando. So we got to cheer for the boys, um, against UNC and they, they ended up upsetting them and took them down. And that was just so electric. Um, but I think like, that's probably one of my favorite memories is coming, like, especially this year, coming to y'all's matches, cheering y'all on and, and just being so invested in in the results that y'all have. I think that's something that I really enjoyed at Georgia, just how close the men and women's teams are. And it's, it's just so fun. Like, I I just feel like y'all are my brothers and, you know, I care so much about how y'all do and, and want the best for y'all too. So having y'all, you know, come out, uh, obviously we, we couldn't get the job done against UNC, but I mean, having your family at the final site there with you is is everything you could want and more. I know the Michigan when we played Michigan in in the Elite Eight this year, 
they had their men's team supporting and they were loud. They were, they were rowdy and it definitely makes a difference. You definitely have an advantage uh, when the men's team or the women's team is there cheering you on. Cause I think it's not just like, we're not typical fans. Like we know how to get into the opponent's heads. We know what to say. It's just not your typical fans clapping. So I don't know. It, It makes it also makes it more fun. Like, you're not just there for your own results uh, for your own team, but you're, you're there to, you know, you're obviously we're tracking y'all and live scoring and, and heavily uh, streaming y'all during your Ohio state match. So uh, it just makes it so much more fun. Yeah, for sure. And I, I feel we made a big difference in the double spring, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tell me about uh, the SEC tournament and uh, you guys uh, got beat by Texas A&M in the regular season, but then get your revenge in the tournament, which, meant a lot to you guys and obviously the university uh but you also got the mvp in that tournament what did that mean to you we lost to AM during the regular season at, like by points like it was the craziest match ever uh it's so tough to play at AM. they have like good rowdy fans uh the, the level of tennis was so high everyone fought so hard but you know we ended up falling in the last two matches i think we lost 5-2 yeah 5-2 and it came down the last two matches, and Dasha and Mel lost 7-6 in the third. Like, it was as tight as it could get. Um, so we left uh, College Station, you know, heartbroken and definitely with a chip on our shoulder. So going into the SEC tournament, it was, you know, we knew we were going to play in the finals. Like, we knew because we had that was our only loss. They didn't lose all season, uh, all SEC season. And, you know, we knew it. we were going to have to get some revenge. And we were we were definitely excited. Like, we... We won the doubles point, which was incredible. We were fighting and just doing so well in singles. And then, you know, it came down to me. And I I beat that girl a lot easier um, in College Station. And we ended up going to a third. She played an unreal first set. Um, and I don't know how you feel in those situations. Like, Dasha was still playing. Uh, she was just starting her third set against a really tough opponent that she lost to in College Station. So it was just – it was tight. Um, and I I had a good lead. Um, I think I was at like four one or something like that. And gosh, I just got so nervous. Like it was, I, you know, you don't want to lose for your team. Like, I didn't really care like if I won or lost, but like I wanted to win this for my team and, you know, to obviously beat A&M who we had that heartbreaking loss to. And, uh, it was such a relief when, when I won and having the girls, you know, run on the court is one of the best, Best experiences ever. I'm sure you've had that happen many times this season. Yeah. Um, which is just so so awesome. But yeah, I mean, I could really care less about being MVP. I I think, um, like there was it definitely. I I don't. I generally do not think I was the most valuable player. Um, in that tournament. Um, but obviously, I guess because I clinched, they they gave it to me. <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm just so excited to to not only be at AM, who was an incredible an incredible team this season, but also just to, to do something amazing with this team last year, we had, we had a tough go around. So having those freshmen, we have, we're a really young team. So being able to experience a win like that with your team, um, especially, you know, for the first time is, is super special. Yeah. You're a big team player and I really admire that about you. Uh, and you guys had a young team. Well, again, I, I love my teams, all, all of them, all five years. Uh, but this year was fun, especially just because, you know, again, we had a tough year last year. We really didn't win anything um, and we underachieved, in my opinion. But this year, like 
you know, going first, second, and third, first um, in SC tournament, second in national indoors, and I guess third or fourth in the NCAA tournament is, is incredible. And just getting to see them experience that for the first time since, you know, I luckily have had that, those experiences in, in years past, but um, I don't know. I just, it's so special just to, yeah. you know, be in, be with the team and, and get to see the results, you know, firsthand. Oh, for sure. For sure. And uh, you talked about leadership and uh, I know you're involved in a lot of organizations at Georgia. And uh, I know that many tennis players coming in, they only focus on tennis and they, they tend to neglect the aspect of being a student athlete. So, uh, and just being involved in, in other, other things around the campus. So what would you tell younger athletes uh, and how important is it for them to do those extra things uh, that at the beginning they might find difficult to balance? Yeah, no, I mean, being involved is the thing that I'm most grateful for and the network you build and just the experience you have outside of the competition field. Um, I, my freshman year obviously was amazing, you know, making friends, coming to Georgia for the first year, experiencing everything for the first time, um, having that amazing run that I did, our team did in the season. Um, but then, you know, I kind of like was so focused on tennis. I was, they're like, oh, you're like, when I was in high school, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Georgia. I'm going to be on the tennis team. And it was always t focus on tennis, focus on winning a national championship, which is so awesome. And I think like that's everyone or not everyone, but that's the majority of people's, you know, maybe mindset going into college, um, college athletics, at least. So after the pandemic hit, like when we all got sent home, which was my sophomore year, I really had like a, a come to Jesus moment. I was like, what am I going to do when I'm done? Like, it was kind of like, wait, this isn't after, like college tennis. It doesn't last forever, like as a player. Yeah. So I, I, that was just such a great time for me to take a step back, um, you know, do a little career exploration. That's when I started, I ran for SAC president, which is student athlete advisory committee. I actually won that. Um, then I got inducted to the, the Leadership Academy at Georgia. And then the next year, I became the president of that, um, went on the athletic board, started just meeting more people. And that was kind of just kind of a shift um, in mindset. Like, of course, I'm going to go there. I'm going to bust my butt. I want I'm so competitive. I want to win. I want my team to do so well. I still want to, you know, compete for national championships. But it was also, like, bigger picture, too. Like, I want to get the most I can out of this experience and kind of leverage being a student athlete at the University of Georgia, like, who can I meet? How, what can I do um, to set myself apart for, for the years to come when, you know, I unfortunately have to hang up the rackets and start a new, new chapter. But I'm just so thankful that I, I had that change in mindset and I did all that I um, did all that I did at, um, at Georgia, you know, my junior and senior year, because I mean, I've had some incredible internships. I, I got to be an intern um, at the NFL headquarters in New York City. Um, I was a game day assistant uh, for media relations with the Atlanta Falcons. I was a work this past summer. I worked for a creative artists agency, um, which is a huge sports agency in Florida. Uh, and just getting to, you know, prepare for the next chapter. Like, I think lots of people take that for granted about the resources that Georgia has and kind of making your time, you know, not only great on the, on the playing field and whatever sport you're playing, but also, you know, how can I um, be elite off the field and off the court? 
Yeah, no, for sure. And I think I learned a lot from you too. I mean, just knowing that and seeing how many people, you know, uh, taught me that I need to start uh, being better at doing that. And uh, you've been an example for me, even though you might have not known that until now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the crazy thing is you never know how someone can help you or how you can help them and and change the trajectory maybe not like as extreme as the trajectory of your life but also it's like the path that you go like you never know if you know meeting this one person and building that relationship will set you up for a job or meeting another person who then introduces you to a different industry like it's just so crazy about um you know knowing people and obviously this is like a super cliche thing to say but I think like in regards to like the the real world and like getting a job and and just all your experiences post-college is it's not who you know or it's not what you know but it's who you know and I mean those relationships go go a long way but I think also to that point why would you not want to have like you're a college tennis player at University of Georgia and you get to have all these people like in like in your corner, like having, for example, our athletic director is incredible. Josh Brooks, he has taught me so much. And, you know, why would I not build a relationship with him? Like he's so like it's just, just such a great um, resource. And he, you know, helped me have a better college experience, help my team have a better college experience and also is, is helping me set up um for you know the next chapter of my life so I mean they're just so such amazing people at the University of Georgia and um for all those next generation Bulldogs take advantage and and meet everyone and build the relationships because it will just make your experience there um feel more like home and just just so much better yeah I mean Josh has been also such an awesome person for our team and he's been so supportive he comes out to every match and oh yeah and i i i've told him many times how thankful you are and it's it's just been awesome and an awesome experience to have the the head of athletics to just be there for us like it's Uh, i'm sure you can relate like he was at um your elite eight and our final four and NCAAs. he came out and, and flew out for those matches along with um Ford Williams, who is also a crucial part of the support staff, um, and him and his daughter drove. And just looking up, I feel like looking up in the stands when they're, you know, cheering for us, it wasn't, oh, looking up at, oh, here's our um, athletic director and here's another person in the athletic department. It's more of, oh, that's Josh and that's Ford. Like, I love them. They love me. We all love Georgia. Like, it's just something special. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, going back to tennis for a little bit. Um... You started the season off slow after you had some incredible incredible seasons in the past, but then you bounced back incredibly, and I think you went undefeated uh, ever since indoors. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, what turned that around, and uh, where where do you get all the resiliency from? Yeah, so this was definitely something that was hard for me to work through. I would say um, maybe probably the hardest thing for sure um my freshman year I had again the most incredible season I lost one match the entire year from August to May I lost one match um at court six it came um in the against South Carolina in the SEC tournament that year um so it kind of was like I didn't know how to lose like I just found ways to win I just kept winning and I never had to really um deal with losing which was awesome and then obviously next year was COVID that didn't really count then my junior year, I, I moved up to three and um, 
again, had another amazing run, had some great wins, lost a few more times. Um, but then my, I would definitely say my senior and my fifth year, I, I put a lot more losses on the board, a lot more than I wish. Um, but I learned, I think my, especially my fifth year, like I learned how to deal with it more. Like I learned that, gosh, like it's the world's not ending. You know, I, I didn't have to, I didn't learn that until my fifth year, which is like fortunate, but also unlucky because you, you didn't get to learn, learn about, about that and like not putting your identity in your sport um, and in the results, especially. Um, but I would definitely say like in regards to just bouncing back, I knew that my coaches trusted me and I knew that I had confidence. I remember I lost literally my, the first time um, at Georgia and in, I don't know the last time I lost this bad, but at indoors, I lost 6-0, 6-0. Literally could not win a game. And this was in the semifinals, and it was so embarrassing. Like, I was embarrassed because I was like, wow, I, I couldn't even put a game on the board for my team. Like, they're fighting their butts off, and I'm losing oh and oh, getting bageled. Um, and I remember her, like, just shocked. I'm like, I tried. Like, I, I actually tried to, to win games and win the match. But it was just so unfortunate. Um, so that was definitely probably the lowest point of the season for me. And I remember after that, we got home from Seattle um, and we, I just asked Drake, I'm like, Hey, we're about to play a match. Do we want to like talk about me losing? Oh no. Like how did that, ha- should we recap this? Like, should we break it down? Like, I don't know if we need to analyze this. Like I just have never done this in my career. Um, and he was just like, don't worry about it. Like you're literally don't worry about it. Like just it was one day. It's one match. You're you're fine. I'm confident in you. Go out and and show them who you are. Like it was kind of like, oh okay. Like I'll just I'll just put that throw throw the O and O away and just move on. Um, so I definitely think that after that I had a couple more. I I don't think I I maybe I had a couple. Like I know I lost at Vanderbilt. That was a tight tight one in the third. I lost to Georgia Tech at home. Um, that girl was good, but it was there. There were some matches that I didn't finish that were like going downhill pretty quick. And it was like, Oh gosh, like maybe I'm not who I thought I was anymore. Like maybe I'm not this superstar freshman that, you know, lost one match the whole year. And it was kind of like maybe a little bit of identity crisis or, you know, lack of confidence. But you know, at the end of the season, I was kind of like, you know what, like I'm going to leave it all out there. I'm not going to like care, you know, I'm going to try my best, but like my career is almost over. Like I'm not putting as much pressure on myself about, you know, tennis because in literally, I kept telling Drake, I'm like, it's just so wild to me that in one year from now, it doesn't matter how well I'm hitting my forehand or how great my kick serve is because I won't even be playing tennis. Like, it's just, it's just so, it was so weird for me and hard to comprehend. But I just think that, like, focusing more, and once you, and I'm sure you, because you had a little stint too where it was tough, but. Once you get wins under your belt, too, it just makes everything so much easier. Like, you carry that confidence to the next match. You, like, just know how to f- – it's just like a, like a switch you turn. And it's just like, all right, we're rolling now. So yeah. I think like that – and thank goodness that's how I ended my career. Because if I was – it was in a rut and just not having a good time out there, that would, that would just not – like, be a sour – probably a sour taste in my mouth ending – um, but thankfully, it was good. Well, how about you? Like, I know you yeah. had a, a rough yeah. spot. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was the same. I started playing three, and I was not winning matches. After, you know, last year, I, I lost only three matches playing one uh, in a tough conference, ACC, you know. And uh, just couldn't win matches at three. 
I think I started the season like 0 and 5, 0 and 6, and then uh, moved down to 4, moved down to 5, you know. Uh, but it's just uh, similar like your situation, you know. Uh, Manny and Jamie and Will were always there for me, always so supportive. Uh, they they told me how much they believe in me, and you know that made such a big difference. And obviously, my team, my team knew that I was a big fighter, and that I I am giving everything I have for for them and for the team. And at the end of the day, uh, they know they know that I I I want to win more than anyone in this world. So they they just uh, stuck with me, trusted me, and then towards the end of the season I started rewarding and honestly I won every single big match I won against South Carolina I won against Tennessee I won against Kentucky and I won in every single match that mattered and that was close so I think uh that the coaches played a huge role in that you know yeah no that's for sure yeah you were you were a lockdown there for for a while that was that was fun to watch you yeah so you talked a lot about Drake and how he was a big part of your recruiting process and how he was a big part of your co- uh, your college career. Uh, I was super impressed by his passion, his work ethic, and his knowledge of the game. You know, and now being with him being head coach, where do you see the team heading in the upcoming season and the future? Oh my gosh! I mean, it's the trajectory is incredible. It's just gonna. It's going to soar from here, and, and I know that because I've gotten to see Drake firsthand bust his butt. Um, and again, as you mentioned, the passion that he has for Georgia um, is just incredible. He, he is going to put this team on his back, and it's just going to be so fun for me to watch, um, especially as a spectator, um, just because I've seen the behind the scenes and see all that he's done for this program, but also, you know, hearing how he taught like his relationships with his former teammates and the love that he has for Georgia and the school and the program and, you know, all that he invests in recruiting and, and ever like he is just, he's the man. It's going to be so exciting. I know Jeff put an amazing program together as he kind of, you know, I think when I think back, I, I know um, he wasn't the first coach, but he really established this program. And I mean, being a coach for 38 years is incredible. And he was, the winningest coach in, in women's college tennis history. Don't quote me on that one. Um, but he was, he was incredible. But I know that the Drake Bernstein era is going to be one for the books. It's going to be everything and more that any college tennis fan could want. Yeah. All right. That, that's it. Thanks, Meg, for joining the podcast. It was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, good luck in your new career. Perfect. Thanks so much, Tio. Go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks for listening to Racket Rundown. And thanks again to Matt Kowalski for joining us today on the podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Racket Rundown. Hope that you'll join in for the next episode.